It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Radio presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. All kinds of college football action to bet on. Comfy chairs, big TVs, and Elliot Shore Parks. We sat here exactly one week ago. Yes. Saying we waited all season long to get to this point to watch an Eagles football game that matters. And now we've seen two. We've gotten two. How you we've gotten to two since the last time uh, we were in here. You know, I. Obviously, I love coming in and doing the show, and, and most weeks, almost every week, including this one, you love to come in because you're excited to talk about Eagles football, about the topic of the day, the topic of the week, whatever it might be. I'm genuinely excited today to hear from all of our usual real ones Me too. and just see how they feel about the, two, the first two games. Because in my 10 years covering the team, I don't know if there's ever been a more confusing, might be the right term, of... Just two games where people don't know how to feel. I was in this week. More <laughs> yeah, than, you could say that. Yeah, more buddy. than normal. We uh, did two post-game shows this week on the morning show, and both of them, it was like, who are we blaming for the win? Exactly. Like, that right. was the tone of two both shows. Two devastating losses. Yes, exactly. In the first, in the exactly. First and they're 2-0 with two devastating yeah, losses. Yeah, so, you know, talking to some callers all week and, and some of uh, you know our real ones, I did talk to them. They're 2-0. So it's it's hard to it's hard to sit here a week you know if we would have they're sitting, the only two and zero team in the NFL yeah, right now sitting sitting here a week ago I think we would have both said if they're two and zero next time we're here <laughs> that's a good outcome we're good we yeah. are happy but it's not been a fun two and zero so I sit here today and I'm wondering you know are people more excited about it or like encouraged maybe for a back of a letter uh, a, be- a better word or or worried like are you nervous about what you've seen and I'm interested to hear what people have to say because. I'm not really sure where I stand on it. I think that to, twofold, and this is going to be, a, I guess, typical Elliot kind of, you know, playing both sides a little bit. But, like, I definitely think their win against the Vikings is being undersold. I, I understand that after the Patriots game, and I was in this corner of 
look, I know they won, but they didn't play well. And that was my main thought after the Patriots win was a win's a win. It matters, all those things. But that was not an impressive performance, and this team needs to show impressive performances. Minnesota, also definitely some things to worry about, but they won. And I think what what the Minnesota game kind of showed me and taught me was the bar for the Eagles now is so high that there are going to be a lot of games this year that they're going to win where we're not going to feel they played well. Because think about what they did. They had four turnovers for us. They scored 34 points. Five if you count Jefferson throwing the ball out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, you know, they, they, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they have so, four fumbles. Yep, four fumbles. <laughs> the, the, the Jefferson one, the 60-yard bomb to Devontae. Jordan Davis looked awesome. Jalen Carter looked awesome. Jaylen DeAndre Harris, Swift looked DeAndre amazing. Swift looked amazing. Like, think of all the positives that came from that game. Sure. And yet still, and I'm not even saying wrongly, but the next day it's, ah, I actually don't feel great about Brian Johnson. Jalen uh, Hurts didn't play well. And that last part is probably why if I had to pick between encouraged by the first two games or worried, I would probably lean worried, like 60-40, I guess I would say. Because you know me. We've done this pod together for a long time. We've been, I'm sure callers know this too. I'm a passing, I'm a passing game guy. It's, <laughs> it's my weakness in life, right? Everyone has something that they just irrationally love. I love passing the ball. And when the passing game doesn't look good, I do become a bit concerned. So I, I think that... Yes, the win over Minnesota is being undersold. Short week, tough opponent, desperate opponent, all those things. But I also do agree with people that are saying, hey, man, the passing offense of Brian Johnson and Jalen Hurts, not off to the best start. So here's where I'm at. And this Sorry, that was a no long one. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Here's, and 215-592-9494. Get on the line now. We want to talk to all our real ones today. We want to talk to as many people and get a, a, a feel of the vibe of the city yeah. right now when it comes to the Eagles because to Elliot's point – I think he's right. I think there are a lot of people, certainly from the tone of the calls to the morning show this week, when we had two games to react to, uh, the tone was as much negative as positive. It was really 50-50, 60-40, whatever yeah. you want to say. I am way more obviously in the I am, I am enthused that they are 2-0 yeah. camp. I am encouraged they are 2-0 camp. Look, I can't sugarcoat injuries. That is the one thing that right now you can look at me like losing Maddox hurts. That is something that we have to... Uh, they'll have to figure out, and yeah. they'll have to work around, and all that. And they've well, had especially a lot. with Zach McPherson hurt too. Bad, bad spot, right? Yeah. Like you know, if you're losing your starter, you didn't want the guy who already lost his backup to start the season, and all that. So the injuries are one thing, but outside of that, like I came into the season, you know, I've said this for years. Like I am a big believer that the first month of the season is is almost like a a preseason that counts, where these teams are playing themselves into shape, playing themselves into cohesion, all that type of stuff. I think we saw that. And then this was a, to your point, and credit to you, I was like, oh, super easy start to the season. These two games in particular are not easy. It is not easy to not have a preseason, go on the road, play in horrible weather against a team with whatever you want to say about the offense, has a very good defense. I think we can all agree on that. Against, uh, you know, we all were like, oh, Belichick with with all the time to prepare. And then people were like, ah, but no big deal. Oh, yeah, Belichick with all the time to prepare. That that is a thing still. Like, he, he had a great defense against us. All that type of stuff. Great I think, front seven. Great though. front seven, too. And then you put, and look, Christian Gonzalez, that dude looks awesome. Yeah. Like, that looks like they hit the draft, whatever. But you look at that game, and then to come home and play on a Thursday night, like, th- to start the season, have no preseason, and play two games in four days, like, that is a hardship. That is not an easy thing to do. And I think we saw that part of the reason with all the injuries and the guys they were missing. Then they come in on Thursday night with three fourths of their secondary out uh, a quarter into the game. Mm-hmm. 
and they won the freaking football game. And yeah. there are things to be excited about. Like, the defensive line looks awesome, and the young guys look awesome, and there's, like, uh, waves of talent there. And, you know, the, the young players who did play in the secondary, there were there were miscommunications and stuff, but those guys look like they can at least hang on an NFL Yeah, I, I think Job looked good. Goodrich yeah, should get okay. thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, point being that, look, unless you think, and and the passing game has been bad so far. I don't think there's, any, sure. there's any way to sugarcoat that. The play calling... But it's a first time ever NFL play call on Brian Johnson. And unless you think Jalen Hurts is regressing, unless you are looking at this, and look, if you think that, that's fine. You can think that. I don't. But if you think Jalen Hurts is regressing, that's the only reason you should be super concerned about the passing game. Because if you don't think he's going to regress, they'll figure it out. They got all kinds of talent in the world there. Well, it's funny. We spent all offseason since the schedule came out, and really even before debating, you know, will they get off to a slow start or will they not? And I think in a weird way we both ended up being correct. I know. Like, yes, like, you're yes. right. They were 2-0. Yes. And that, I, you know, but I also think that it was tough. Um, and I think that's why for me, even though the, the wins have not been dominant, you know, they're not winning these games by 20-plus points, I don't care that the games were close. Like, I expected it to be tough out of the gate. I didn't expect them to come out and win these games 40 to nothing. You well, know. there's a reason the line was three and a half yeah, exactly. in that first game. Look, they, they knew what they were doing. The, yeah. con- the concern for me is it's not that Jalen regressed. I definitely do not think Jalen has regressed. And I, and I also think that if people think they figured the Eagles out, the Eagles didn't have enough time between Sunday and Thursday to really kind of alter their offense to how teams are going to play them. Which, by the way, Jason Kelsey on the morning show said the offense they played against the Patriots was different from yes. what it was. They, they were trying to do some things. And, and Dallas Goddard said after the Vikings game that they, they saw a similar style defense. Yep, in, yep. On so Thursday, Florida and Belichick. Exactly. So now, though, now you're going to get 11 days to prepare for a, a Buccaneers team that is just not good. And a different honest. defense. I mean, it's covered too. It's a exactly. whole different scheme. But a good, a good defensive mind in Todd Bowles. So we'll see if he kind of tries to mimic some of those things. But the, the, the Buccaneers game for me is where we'll get a real first look at, like, what's the counterpunch? Like, what, and you're right, different defense, but you'll have enough time there. I just don't think if the Patriots did, quote-unquote, figure out the Eagles, well, the Eagles had no time to figure out a solution yeah. between the two games. So I, it's not a concern to me that the offense didn't look great on, on Thursday. I, I think the Jalen thing is just he had, I think his rookie year, and I, I, I should say his second year, his yeah. first year as a starter, I still think – point blank like you label it a success like Carson's first year his numbers were not great but I think a lot we all felt good about Carson really, yeah. after 26 and people probably felt better about Carson after first year yeah than I agree Jaylen, I would say I agree but I but Jalen made the playoffs and Carson didn't for what it's worth so totally and, and he won yeah. more games so I think Jalen's first year was a success but overall in the two years he's had one one year where he was awesome passing the ball one year where he was not and, and I and I don't think it's going to be a long-term issue but remember last year when they were like 8, 9, and 0, they dropped 40 points on the Packers and all those things. When they're not throwing the ball well, I just I feel bad about the team because yeah. the defensive line has been awesome. I'm sure we'll get into that today, and that's probably the most encouraging part of the team overall. And I think it's good that they have in their back pocket probably the best running attack that we've seen in the NFL for the past I know. years. Well, it's just amazing how they can just go to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, all well, right, you I know mean. what, let's just – Dominate like we'll have, these we'll guys have, in the we'll have this game plan, but if that but it is the work, counterpunch. I think I think in yeah. the moment that was their counterpunch to what what Flores and Belichick have been doing. It's like yeah. all right, fine. You want to just throw six guys in the box? We're going to run it down your freaking throats. My my concern with Jalen is just I think he's made some uncharacteristic plays. The fumble, I, the interception, and the, obviously fumble in game fumble, one. Yeah. But that was a good hit. The, the fact that he ran that ball was you just don't see him take that. But type like of that was a like great helmet on the ball. Whatever that interception was so un-Jalen like. Yeah. It was one of the. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of a worse one he's thrown. Now there's the ones that are probably more costly, I guess. But but in terms of like why did he? 
throw that football, yeah. that is up there in all of his passes and, ever as, like, a most why did he throw that football. Yeah, and a, a main talking point on the station over the last few days has been, like, why, why are they struggling? And I would love if there was a clear answer where it was, well, you know, uh, the, the offensive they, line is bad. Yeah. But I think it is a lot of different things. But I think what's happening right now is they're all feeding off of each other. Like, Brian Johnson is adjusting to being a play caller. No question about it. It's his first two games doing Which it. He, you wouldn't course, expect him right? to come out and be awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The offensive line generally starts slow. Didn't play well against the Patriots. Mylotta surprisingly graded out really well. He was really well. He was the, one of the best tackle performance in like a decade. Since 2010. Yeah, so, in a decade. So I think that's a direct shot. At <laughs> I sent you the picture of that. I was yeah, like, yeah, uh-oh. Yeah. But, and I also think with Jalen, you know, I, those two things impact Jalen. So Jalen is always going to look as good as everyone, as good as the uh, energy is. Not the energy. That's a really bad use of the word there. As good as the uh, cohesion is on the offense, Jalen's always going to be the face of it. Because when everyone's playing well together, Jalen's going to look better. And when one or two parts are not, Jalen's going to look really bad because he's the one with the ball. So I think he looks worse because of Brian Johnson so far through two games. I don't think Brian Johnson's done him any favors. I think the offensive line has done him no favors. That aside... Jalen has also not played well, and I think partially because when he drops back, he thinks there's pressure coming right away, partially because when he drops back, and you've said this, like with Tom Brady, they say he's seen, he's seen it all because he's seen it all, right? So I think Jalen is now seeing something new, and it's going to take time for him to adjust and time for him to learn how to handle it, but it's just uncharacteristic mistakes by him so far, and I think that he will figure it out. Jalen calls himself a triple threat, arm, leg, and mind, and I do believe that. I think he's a very smart football mind. You saw the video before they drafted him in the combine where he's you know explaining plays and how quickly he can regurgitate information he was just given. So I think football-wise, Jalen definitely has the football mind to figure out whatever teams are throwing at him right now. But last year, like, when the passing game struggled, they weren't playing as well. And I don't think it's coincidence that the first two games, the weakest unit on the field has probably been the passing game, and that's why they haven't played as well. Yeah, and again, I think it takes – cohesion takes time. I do think that, you know, not playing much in the preseason and, and not having real, you know, hard practice type stuff factored in in terms of cohesion. And the Brian Johnson thing, look, the plays we saw with – like – we saw it with Nick and Steichen, right? Yeah. Like, the offense wasn't working. Steichen comes in, and he's a rhythm play caller, and he gets Jalen rhythm, and he, and he gets but comfortable. But I would also say, going. and sorry, not to, not and to I interrupt. Think he'll take, I'm not, this is not an indictment of Johnson. He is a two-time NFL play caller. He's called two games a week, right. and that's it. Like, give him a chance. I think we remember the Steichen takeover the play calling, like, a little rosier than it was. Like It, it took a little while. It's not like going. Steichen took no. over, and all of a sudden they were throwing for 350 no, yards No, but I will say— He just came in, and they ran In hindsight—agree. But in yeah. hindsight, looking at the offense last season and stuff, Shane Steichen was a lot better play caller than I think we realized. For, no, no, yeah. for sure. But I guess to, to piggyback off your point, it took time. Like Steichen of course. Did, no, Steichen didn't just, yep. just pick up and all of a sudden it was like, oh, they're throwing it. He did what Brian Johnson did. He started running the ball. Yes. He's like, all right, let's get a roll here. And, it, and by the way, because Johnson Brian Johnson has gotten crushed, we did a poll. Uh, we did a what was the biggest positive and what was the biggest negative from the win yesterday. And Brian Johnson was won the poll as the biggest negative. I, was I like, think that's unfair. I, so I think Brian Johnson, the one thing, and I think he has struggled, but I think the thing he deserves a lot of credit for is in the middle of that game saying, all right, we're just going to run it down your throat. It's like that was a yeah. decision. That was a, a change in what they were trying to do. And I think he does deserve credit, but I also think that is a result of Nick being a head coach. Nick is, And remembering Nick the is, experience that he had before. Well, but also, I think Nick is one of the like least stubborn head coaches I've ever seen. Clearly. Like, I mean, he, he gave up play he calling. Will, he will just do whatever he thinks is best that week. He will run the ball like all those 
those things. So I think that's part of it. But I also think Brian Johnson's catching a lot of heat because he's the new guy. People love Nick. People love Jalen. It's gonna when 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 you're fans of a player, or a coach, it just takes more to criticize them. People like Brian Johnson. Obviously, he's on the Eagles. People are rooting for him. But people don't know him yet. So I think he's an easy person to point the finger to early on as to why it, it's his fault. But like. Nick, I mean, the team's been sloppy somewhat. Jalen's made poor mistakes. So I think it really is kind of on everyone in the passing game, and it's and that, that's not great because it's a lot of people, but the, the better part of that is I think once they kind of get uh, you know in sync better, things will pick up quick. 215-592-9494. We're going to come to the phones in a second. I want to get as much reaction from our real ones to the two football yes. games since the last time we've been on the air as we can. So get on the line now, 215-592-9494. And Elliot and I... We'll go through a lot of the things that happened in the two games throughout the show. But one more thing before we go to the phones. The one thing, uh, we've talked a lot about Jalen in the passing game. The other part of his game has not been there either. Jalen in the running game. Like, we have not seen, I think he's had, like, one good, like, legit big run other than the one at the end of the half to, you know, where they weren't really playing it. Like, we've not really seen Jalen have luck. Every time he goes out, it seems like teams are scheming and defending that well. What are you seeing with that, and what do you think that could be a counterpunch So, uh, first, I'll give Joe DeCamer credit for this. After week one, I think he was one of the first. I mean, he's on at 6 a.m., so he, by Usually definition, gets to be the first. will be yes, the first. Yes. But one of the strongest, I'll say, on saying, like, they are playing Jalen differently yeah. than they did last year. And I disagreed off my first watch of the Patriots game. But after watching the Vikings game, I definitely think they're playing the RPO differently. Like, they are just keying in on Jalen and Jalen and saying, if you hold that ball, like, you're not getting around the corner. And, you know, some people have said Jalen looks slow or he doesn't look as quick. I don't think Feels that's like he hasn't true. had a chance to get I, going. I don't think he's yeah. able to really get going. I think, like, there's been a lot of times this year where he holds that ball, he goes, and there's nothing there. And there's also been talk of, well, he's going down quicker than he used to. I don't know if that's true. I just think Jalen's always been good on knowing when, A, he's going to take a hit, and, B, when the play is just dead and there's not extra yards there to be had. I think what's happening this year is he's turning that corner or he's you know going past the line and saying, oh, yeah, there's three people here. Like, I'm not getting any extra yards. So he's going down. So I do think that is part of it. Um, I know we're going to talk to our, our leadoff hitter in a minute here. But he made an interesting point I've been thinking about since yesterday. The, the NFL could just be getting ready to move on past the RPO. Uh, McNabb earlier in the week was on the, the afternoon show and compared it to the Wildcat, yeah, which I think I, I think, I think it's crazy. strong. Yeah. I think it's strong, but it's interesting. Like there's always ebbs and flows in the NFL. Like when Chip was here, you know, for a year and a half, his uh, his speed offense worked, and then the Wildcat. Like I think the RPO is. More I think those are more power. simpler. Agree. Yeah, those exactly. are more gimmicky. But I do think this is this just goes to what we talked about all offseason is they were not going to be successful running the same offenses last year because everyone's ready for them, right? And they have more talent, which helps. But they're going to have to. They need a counterpunch. You talked about this a lot, and they get time to do it now. So I think the the Tampa the Tampa Bay game will be big in terms of seeing how this offense comes out, how they play. Is the passing game better? It'll be interesting how much you get it to AJ. I'm sure we'll get into that. But I think 11 days off. When the schedule was 16 games, everyone looked at it as as like groups of four. And I, you can't do any more with the 17. But I do think this was a like the first part of the schedule, right? Like this was the two games. Now they get the big break. When I look at the schedule, we'll group it into different Opens categories. Up a bit. Right, like the first two games, then the next part, then the schedule gets tough, then it gets easy. They aced the first part from a record perspective. And I think ultimately to wrap it up before we go to the callers, like that's probably what matters most. Yeah, well, and ultimately I, I keep going back to something you were saying all off season, and I wasn't listening and people shouldn't listen, but like – it was crazy to think that this team was going to come out 
week one and looked like the team that just played in the yeah. Super Bowl. Like, that wasn't going to happen, and we were expecting it to happen. We it's hard not to, It's hard not to yeah. expect that because you just saw them play like and that. So many guys back, and you're excited. But, but they deserve time. And, again, to your point, like, they've – haven't looked great, and everyone's freaking out, and they are 2-0 and after playing two games in a week. And the nice part about uh, them deserving time and getting time, they're buying themselves time by winning. Two, like if, if they start 1-1 yeah, no, or 0-2, oh no, like, then, then you've got to pick no, it up quick. It's a great point, man. It's a great point. All right, stacking wins. You talked about that a lot last yeah. year. All right, 215-592-9494. Again, we want to talk to as many GoBirds real ones as we can. Get your reaction to two games since we last spoke in this spot last week. 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we do every single Saturday at this time. And Edmonton with our guy, Tommy Yota. Email fellas. How we doing today? What up, Tom, man? Good to hear from you. All it's been, right. what, two days since I talked to you? 24 <laughs> I hours? Talked to you yesterday, but I, was I know say, you're busy, yeah. man. But, you know, we all know the Gobert's call is the real call. So I'm excited there to talk to you on this one. So, happy New Year, James. Oh, Shana Tova, Tom. Look at you. There you go. Uh, good job there by you, you Tom. Go. I dropped the ball and, on that one. <laughs> well, that's okay. Let's let's go a little behind baseball before I get into it, okay? <laughs> Nicely nice. done. We'll go inside the dugout. <laughs> um, so you guys had the commission on. Um, and listen, I realize that it's the commissioner and you're not going to go at him. But those questions, were they canned? The questions are from Goodell? No, uh, no, I mean, look, we, we, had a, we had a chance to interview Goodell. It was a fun time. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, of course, like, you know, Goodell, uh, Goodell doesn't talk often, so any chance you're going to get to do it. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I thought it was good questions. Asked about Jalen, asked about the fans, eh. the Kelsey Doc. So. Eh. All right. So, moving on. I got <laughs> well, Tom, next I time get... you interview him, you can ask him the questions you want. I will. I will. Right. <laughs> so, um, I have three main takeaways so far. I know it's early returns, obviously. Uh, 2-0. Yes. I'm, I'm impressed that we're 2-0. I'm happy that we're 2-0. I've heard a lot of people that aren't so happy. I don't get that. But... Uh, yeah, the RPO is dying in front of our eyes, guys. I think that's what's happened So here. I think it's a good point by you. I don't know if I'm ready to say it's dying, but, like, the league is catching up to it. Well, same difference. Uh, you're in semantics there, but... Well, but so I think now, you're implying it, it's no longer going to... Like, I think there will still be a use of the RPO in the NFL. It just might absolutely. not be going to be the main part of your offense. Yeah, and, and it's going to be on Sirianni. He's got to show us his offensive prowess now. You know, what's his counter to this? Now... What they did the other night was great. They went to the inside zone and started tossing mm. the ball a little bit, and if that works, that's great. Um, I don't know if that's going to work against every defense, so we'll see. Um, second point, so far my MVP of the year is Howie Roseman. He has become, to use an Elliott term, an elite GM, probably yeah, the elite. best in the game. Well, he's been an elite GM, but yes, yeah. you're right. Him yeah. and Jake Elliott, the two MVPs of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with the talent he's put <laughs> With the talent this guy has put on this team, that's why we're 2-0. and So that's no how I see it. Um, and yeah. then my third Well, through the be, draft especially. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, like this class. I mean, the guy you were most excited, Nolan Smith hasn't even gotten a chance to do anything it's yet. He's been invisible. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Andy Reid being the classic case, so many times we get a guy who learns on the job here and then moves on to have success elsewhere. This guy actually stayed here, and I think we're reaping the benefits of that right no, now. I think it's a great point, Tom. So I'll end with this, guys. Uh, myself and I think most of the fan base thought the offense would be the strength of this team, and I see the defensive line being the strength of this team moving forward. Have a yeah. great weekend, followers. Tommy, always a pleasure. And, yeah, dude, Elliot and I actually literally had this exact conversation yesterday. He was walking in to do the midday show. I was done with the morning show. And we were just sitting there kind of being like, hey, man, is this like 
defensive line special? Like, well, is it, does it have a chance to be the total strength of this team? I, I don't think they'll get the sack total where they have four in two games, I think. Right. But, yeah, they, they won't get the but 70, I think they've but. played better. They've been really good against the run. They've They're been, they've been constantly dominant the, Constantly in the backfield. And into the part of the offense where the offense, obviously we talked a lot about their need for a, a counterpunch. The defensive line was going to need one too because everyone got offseason to plan, plan them, watch their film, learn how to game plan them. They have taken whatever the opposing offensive lines have come up with and they've still made made major impacts yeah no it's been uh, it's been really impressive and obviously we all know Jalen carter has definitely leapt onto the scene in a, in a big way yeah. yeah but i he's not been the most uh like he's not the defensive lineman i think oh I think all right year. coming up next elliot shore parks the defensive lineman he is most excited about through two games and what he's seen from them he is Probably alone in it not being Jalen Carter, but I love that. 215-592-9494, your calls. Again, we want to get as much reaction to the first two games, whether you're more encouraged or more concerned after the two wins that the yeah. Eagles have had. Are you concerned about the 2-0 start? <laughs> yes, exactly. 215-592-9494. Exactly, yes, that is the perfect tagline yeah. for the week. Uh, That'd get, be a great Twitter poll. Are you concerned about the 2-0 <laughs> start? Get online now, 215-592-9494. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. When you open the Bet Parks app, you're in the zone. Obviously, there's so many fun things to bet on. Winning is always a rush. The money, though, is in the moment. It's the anticipation of another face card, the thrill of an extra spin, and the pure joy of a jackpot. It's all your favorite casino games at your fingertips, plus the chance to bet on all your favorite sports. It's the confidence of underdogs covering the tension before a clutch turnover, and the pride of a parlay pulling a, pulling a parlay off. New users, join us right now. Download the Bet Parks app and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. I'll say that again. Up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here at GoBirds recommend. The Bet Parks app has it all. All your favorite casino games, including 8-8 Fortunes, Cleopatra Gold, and so much more. And again, you can bet on all the sports you want all the football action this weekend it is a blast the app's easy to use it's fun it's intuitive again new users get up to a thousand dollars in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in the first 24 hours the bet parks casino and sportswear app. join now and get in the zone another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. 
Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go, Birds Radio. Brought to you by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Talking about a 2 0 Eagles. So concerning 2 0 Eagles. A concerning 2 0 yes, start. As the Eagles, 2 0, 215 592 Back to the phones in a second. Elliot Shore Parks, the T. I don't even want to wait because I know where you're going with this, yeah. and I want, I want my guy to get all the credit that he deserves. Elliot Shore Parks, what defensive lineman have you been most impressed with this season? Jordan Davis. Yes! Damn right, it's Jordan Davis. Yeah, if you weren't going to hit on Nicobe, you certainly hit on. At least Jordan I got Davis. Hey, Mike. Yeah. One got hurt. Look, now Jordan you're learning Davis. my strategy. You just say enough <laughs> opinions, and eventually, one or two will come out looking right. Um, but no, I, I think that the Jordan Davis season so far in these two games, I, I think it's very similar to the Jalen Hurts leap we saw last year. Like for him to become what he's become in these two games, and of course, just like last year with Jalen, he has to keep it up. It's all you know, all those things that we can all say that that you know. Are, is true like he's been unbelievable at the line of scrimmage not just against the run but against in the, the past yeah. there's a play against the he's Vikings like one and a half sacks or something already and he's pushing dudes so his career high in every year at Georgia in sacks was two and a half <laughs> so he's gonna set a career high for sacks in the NFL as opposed to Georgia but there was a play against the Vikings uh this past Thursday night where it was where he got his sack but what was impressive about the play was the ball is snapped he immediately he pushes his guy back so far that the guy in motion is still moving. He hits the guy in motion who hits uh, the running back, who hits Kirk Cousins, who then J- uh, Jordan Davis gets on top of. He basically like by himself ob- obliterated play. four players on the one snap. And I think what's so impressive about it is, A, the coaching staff. like They certainly deserve, deserve credit for that. B, he put in a lot of work. Yeah, this, this young man deserves a, a lot of credit. You know? And, you know, when we talk about these Georgia players, so often we've talked about Nicobe and, and Nolan Smith as like personalities and leaders. Jordan Davis, to me, has totally completely. It was leader. when he came in, we were like, "This yeah. guy's a perfect the guy." The way he talks, the way he handles himself, yeah. like he he can be a personality and a leader on this team for years. But it was only ever going to matter what his personality was if he could rush the passer. And the job he's done the first two games, like it's really hard to do. It's like Tyrese Maxey becoming a great three point shooter. Like, of course, like anything can happen, but. You don't generally see people come to the NFL and all the uh, the NBA, and all of a sudden they're one of the best three point shooters in the league after not being that great early on. So, man, if Jordan Davis plays like this the rest of the year, I mean, he'll be he'll be like a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, he has a chance to be a really unique NFL football player. If at that size, at that position, he can do what he's been doing in the passing game. And to your point, he also not just does he like have his head on straight and seems like a great guy. And look, this off season shows it. He is in amazing shape like he's yeah. done a great job of doing what he was asked to do but also you can tell how much those guys love him like the Jalen Carter when he was talking about the set he's like I almost shed a tear but it was like felt genuine he's like Jade I see JD out there it makes me so happy to see him doing great uh, I didn't like, see this oh it was like a, it was like a beautiful quote wow. it was like wow that guy loves him you know yeah. so I, I'm with you and, and he seems like a great kid all right 215-592-9494 we want your reaction on everything we've seen two games since we last did a show here a lot to react to obviously a lot of bad but ultimately they're 2-0, so a lot of good, too. 215-592-9494. My dude, we have not spoken to Anthony in South Philly in way too long. What up, man? How are you, buddy? It's oh, I missed nice you, man. How you I'm doing? Sorry, what up, I just can't get up that early, and I've had some health stuff going on, so that's why I you get it, talked. brother. I get it. It's a, it's a pleasure to hear your voice, Anthony. Same How, here, what's on your mind, my friend? Uh, I, 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 I couldn't not call you after watching these two games and the defenses they're playing against. Uh, this six and seven man line, I mean, this is something the Ravens employ a lot. 
and it, it, it accomplishes two things. It confuses your blocking scheme because they're, they got six men on the line. They're dropping yeah. uh, four. They're rushing three. They're dropping two. They're rushing one. And it also confuses the quarterback because he can't read the short and intermediate zones. That's why you saw the pick you saw. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, just sorry, Anthony, real quick. Uh, I, I agree. Like, they, they're seeing things the first two games that they did not see last year, and this Absolutely. is how the NFL feels they can beat the Eagles. Now it's right. on the Eagles, and we'll guess and two things. One, didn't work. Like, they're 2-0. and oh. Like, it worked, but they've won both well, games. Well, you got a lot of breaks, so though. Yeah, no, I agree. They were lucky. Fumbled. And, they were and, lucky, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, and what's her name fumbled out of the back? Yeah, the, the Jefferson end, one, especially. You could argue the other fumbles the Eagles caused. The yes. Jefferson one, he, he dropped the football. Yeah, no, right. the Patriots right. game, they got outplayed. Right. In my opinion. right. Oh yeah, I think so too. And I don't want to argue with you, but this is what I, Jimmy will tell you. This is what I hollered about all last year with Gannon. Mm-hmm. If he would have sprinkled this kind of a defense in on passing situations, you wouldn't have seen fourteen and fifteen play drives. But that's beside the point. That's that's well, in the past. Yes. Um, I mean, look, the secondary has been atrocious in two games, but, yeah. but they've been injured. And, they've been injured. Yeah. Just saying they've given up way more yards than a Gannon defense ever did. Just, now, let me just say one last thing uh, to you guys. The counter to this defense they're playing, which they're going to be facing now all year because this is the blueprint. they got to run the ball, yep. obviously, like they did. And another thing i got to say is tell me how the hell anybody was starting over Swift. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. so, Andy, great to hear your voice, man. Call whenever you can. You're the best. The, Elliot, and I know it was like, uh, this is the, you know, sometimes you can have like a unique opinion. That, that you're, the, you're the person who comes up with it. And thinks <laughs> Not of it. me. And sometimes you have the opinion that everyone else has because yeah. it's the correct opinion. There's not a single Eagles fan who is not watching that game on Thursday night going like, how in the hell does DeAndre Swift have two touches? And we go, how does this coaching staff watch this guy play all preseason, all training camp, whatever, and, and say, Oh, let's go with the or, and I even understand if it's a a, a pass blocking thing and game was better. Like two touches for that kind of talent is right. is insanity. Yeah, I mean Swift is Swift is the best running back they have easily. Like we, he is so much more talented. We, than we these were other guys. we were sitting here when they traded for him during the draft, and we said, all right, yeah, he's their best back. Like this is the running back they're going to go with against the Patriots. It is a tougher front. You know, there 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 are circumstances where I don't think. He would have gone in and had 175. No, yards I don't either. It's more the fact that it's concerning that the coaching staff saw him all training camp and said, "Let's go with the other guy and not give this guy the ball at all. Not well, not design a few plays for his speed and, and vision and athleticism." What's interesting about training camp, and granted, I'm not seeing walkthroughs, so maybe the walkthroughs were completely different. But in training camp, they prioritized Gainwell all camp. Yeah, like you he, talked he about got it a lot. Way more reps with the first team and. I think Gainwell is a nice player. Totally. I think Swift. As your second running back, he's a great, right. I'm super happy. Swift at his best. And what makes the best players the best, they do it consistently. Like A.J., Devontae, Dallas, they're, they're consistent. But at his best, Swift is just as dangerous as those, as those players. Like, he makes people miss. He's dangerous in space. He's powerful also being shifty and quick. Like, he, he is what you want in a running back. It's just he's inconsistent and he has trouble staying healthy. But when he's at his best, like, yeah. He's way, way better than Kenny Gamble. Totally. And look, Kenny they, Gamble would not have had 175 yards. No, absolutely not. Right. And uh, look, and I think a lot of running backs would have had a good game. That line was getting serious push. It was really impressive. Yeah. But but Swift made more yards than were there. Right. Like, and that, that's doubt. what they need. Like, that is one thing I think Miles could be fairly criticized for. 
I didn't think there were a lot of plays last year made where, people where miss he took a 15-yard gain and turned it into 40. Yeah, right? DeAndre did that a lot. I thought DeAndre made people miss. He's just He reminds me a little bit in open space of Boston Scott, only he's bigger, so it feels more impactful. But they have that same kind of like Shiftiness. shape. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, again, uh, uh, amazing performance. Look, I, they can't run him 33 times or whatever it is. Well, actually, I, I want your opinion on this because yeah. I've heard that, like, uh, well, you got to slow down with using him because he's not going to get hurt. I, look, I don't ever want any running back to run it 33 times a game, but I would not. I think he'd I would be their not bell take, cow. Yeah, exactly, I, I'm not yeah. saying he can't be your lead back, but I think it should be more like 18 carries a game or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, look, the game flow and there's all that stuff. But I, I wouldn't be saving him for later in the year. I no, that's my not overall, my point. My yeah. point is just like the you know, look, it's a numbers game. The more carries you give him, the more opportunities for injuries, and it's just one of those things you have to and manage. And unless you're passing, it. and this, and again, to the point you made before, this is not a guy who's like been a bastion of health. It's right. not like he always stays on the field. So uh, certainly something to consider. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Westchester and talk to our guy Drew. Drew, I met one of your buddies last night at the High Hopes event. What's up, boys? Who'd you who'd you meet? Uh, yeah, your buddy who came to the Phillies game with us. I got to hang out with him. Oh, was that? I was that. Oh, uh, was that Hunter or yeah. uh, Jeremy? Or something? Yeah. yeah we he, a, oh, that's awesome, man. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, we had that. a great time. That lo- love that. I wish I could. I wish I could have been there. I had to. I had to recharge after the uh, after the game a little bit. Amen. But before I get into my, I did too. I just didn't. <laughs> but yes. Before I get into my real points, I just have to say, I know Tom alluded to it, but I think we are burying the lead of the biggest story of the first week, and that is Big J, Elliott Store Park, interviewing Roger Goodell. Let's yeah, go. You know. No big deal to no me. Big it's deal like, to it's you, why you right? go to college, right? Days, days like that. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was fun. There we go. So I had, a, I had a point on Devontae I wanted to make, too, at the end, if I could. But um, first off on Brian Johnson, you know, after I – got to sleep and think about this I, I think we might be thinking about it in like the the wrong way a little bit I, I don't think it's that he's necessarily been bad so far I think we maybe just like a fan base on the whole underrated just how good Shane Steichen was where mm-hmm. almost anyone outside of maybe like Andy Reid or Shanahan was going to be a natural drop-off I That's actually watched strong. the I, but well, I but the idea watched. being that most people would be a drop-off yes. or, or someone yeah. who's not a, a – and look, Brian Johnson might get there. It's just – let's remember, these are his first two NFL games ever called. But, it's not like he called a ton in college and, and, and Drew, what, what I would say, though, is like Brian Johnson's job is harder than Shane's, Shane's was. Like Brian Johnson is taking a full offseason, everybody's studying their offense, and has to come up with a counterpunch. Shane really didn't have to do that. So while well, I agree it's a, it has been a drop-off so far because Shane did such an outstanding job, we don't know how Shane would have handled this this season and the and this a fair challenge. point. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I get that, Elliot. I'll just say in response. I thought um, I watched the Colts Jags game last week while waiting for the Eagles to start, and I don't think Anthony Richardson is like that good or very developed yet. And like he had that off. Shane had that no, offense at like twenty one points with a lead in the fourth quarter. So but again, but I, again, he gets the element of surprise there. Yeah, no, it's true with a rookie. Court. Okay, true. What do you got um, on Devontae? Uh, yeah, I just want to say I, I told you that, I told you this seltzer on the morning show yesterday, but that kid is just unbelievable, man. I, I told you yesterday I thought he was. I don't care what the stats said about Justin Jefferson. I thought he was the best, most impactful receiver on the field Thursday night. That. And I know what a lot of people kind of. Oh yeah, I agree with that. He had the I most know a lot of people play in the game. Yeah, probably maybe the two most. Well, and Justin Jefferson might have the other one just for the negative. Threw it out the, the other negative yeah, exactly, with the fumble. Yeah. 
And I know a lot of people lament like the 2021 like like draft of like oh they passed on Micah Parsons. I don't care how many sacks Parsons has. Oh, I don't care what I, his contract is going to be. Parsons, I'm so uh, happy Devontae's on. I'm art. curious, Drew. Uh, I'm guessing I know the answer for you, but James as well. Right now, the Cowboys call you and say we'll trade you Parsons for Smith. Do you do it? Yes, of course. I'm sorry, Drew. I love Devontae Smith. I think I Mike. I, I think no. I think I. And you know Dallas sucks. I hate Dallas as much as anyone on the planet. I think that if I were starting a team and you're saying, all right, all the quarterbacks are just distributed among the teams, you have the first pick in the draft of any non-quarterback in the NFL, I'm probably taking Micah Parsons. So I, I don't disagree with that, but true. before you answer what I would say is, like it's an offensive league and it's a passing league, and I think if they lost Devontae, you would see I, this look, thing really I, break. I, dude, I think Devontae's amazing. It's not a it's no, it's, it's strictly awesome, that I yeah. think like Micah Parsons is one of the few players that yeah. I would you know I think he's like the only def- maybe the only defense player you know. Yeah, um, Elliot, you kind of took the words right in my, right out of my mouth. I'm hanging up the I'm hanging up the phone. I I love Devontae's leadership. I think he's so focused. I think we're going to see a cannon speech in 20 years. So love I'm it. not letting him go. I wouldn't be shocked. I think he's that great, Drew. And Him Drew, and Parsons, always a here. pleasure, brother. We love your calls. You know, using the, the phrase, I'm going to hang up the phone here. When you're on a radio. Strong. Well, when you're on a radio. It's, oh, it's, it's less. Yeah, because yeah, we're going to, yeah, exactly. Well, I, look, I thought he was literally hanging up. But I'm a, thing, I'm a big fan of the, the, all right, I'm hanging up. Boom. Out. Yeah. Um, but look, I, and again, Devontae's amazing. There's no, like... I, I'm so happy he's here. You know, I was during the offseason. I'm the one who was saying I think he, he's as good as AJ. Like, right. I think they're right basically at the yeah. same My, level. Parsons is awesome. I completely get it. My argument with Justin. That draft, be, that's the craziest thing. Once those three quarterbacks went first, like, after that, it's been. It, I mean, and Kyle Pitts hasn't been a hit, but you've got uh, Jamar Chase. You've got Jalen Waddle. You've got Devontae Smith. You've got Micah Parsons. Yeah. You've got Patrick Sertan, who might be the best cornerback in football right now. You know, Rashawn Slater went 13. JC Horner yeah. got hurt, but it's been great. Like, like it's like. All remember, pros remember on top. Talk, all pros. Remember the discussion of taking Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, Penny Sewell's been really good. Yeah. Like you know. So the last thing I'll say about the Swift uh, Parsons thing, yeah, is I think if Parsons was on this roster and Devontae, and you had to lose one to injury, you would pick Parsons. Okay. I like it. I it might be. I don't know because yeah. of the positional. Yeah. Line. All right. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll continue to take your reaction to the two and O start. The two Eagles games that we have seen. Since we last did this show, get on the line now, 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Park Sportsbook, brought to you by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino. At Belly Shore Park's an interesting question as we were coming back from break. They're talking to Ben Kenny. Is him and Glenn in Wisconsin. We're talking about Wisconsin during the break. We'll get to Glenn in a second. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but uh, interesting question you asked. Ask it on the air. Is Deion Sanders the biggest person or, or story in football right now? So I College, think, pro. I think last week it was Aaron Rodgers, I think. I think yeah. Monday night through that per, early part of the week. But I think other than that moment, yeah. I think so. I think Dion is the biggest story in, in football Because I right think now. the difference is with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look, obviously there's a lot of crossover between college fans and NFL fans. But every college fan is hearing about Dion right now. And as a result, I don't think there's many stories in college football where all NFL people are following it. I think because Dion played in the NFL, obviously, people are. I mean, we're up here at Parks. They have you know, all these great screens. There's Dion uh, up there. He has The Rock on campus. There's a Little Wayne concert, and they're talking about Colorado I'm on game you, day. I'm and game you. days there. Like, I know. Yeah. I know. I, it is. 
it is a wild thing to see, and, and him ranking his sons is legit one of the funniest things well, I've ever seen. Well, do you see what happened really this week where uh, the opposing coach, I guess Colorado State, Yes, said, the uh, sunglasses. The hat. It's like you're, you're going to get smacked by 50 points now the, because yeah, of this. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, 215-592-9494, reacting to the 2-0 start, the concerning. Yeah. <laughs> As people seem to think, I am not concerned. Are you more concerned or encouraged after two games of this Eagles season? 215 592 Ninety-four, ninety-four. Let's go back to the phones and go to the aforementioned Glenn in Wisconsin. Hey, hey Glenn. Hey, hi, hey, how you guys doing? What's up, Glenn? Hey, uh, I would say I'm ninety percent worried. I mean, if I told oh, you guys, no, thinking, Glenn, about Wisconsin I mean, or the Eagles? Uh, well, Wisconsin, <laughs> Kyle Georgia Southern, so that's pretty terrible. But the Eagles, <laughs> you should um, be worried about Wisconsin. That, that's uh, fair. But if I told you that against the Vikings, that the Vikings would fumble the ball four times, I think three of them were in the Vikings territory, and uh, and we had 250 rushing yards. Do you think we'd only win by six points? So it's, that, that is fair. But also, like, last year the Vikings turned it over three times and the Eagles didn't score a single point in the second half. Like, so, so I, I, you are right that if you give me those stats, I would think they would win by more. I think the last touchdown was kind of a garbage time touchdown. But, like, they did win the game. So I, I get your point, but there was still a pretty impressive performance overall. And again, three of those fumbles, they did force them. Like, like you, like I'm with you. You shouldn't fumble the ball that much, but at least it was not like guys just dropping footballs. Like the Eagles at least played a role in in causing the fumble and recovering. And I think only one of them bounced right to the dude. They had to like go get the football, you know. I, I mean, I agree with the force of fumbles, but, I mean, we forced them and got them, and that doesn't happen often. And and you're usually right. No, look, fumbles, Glenn, I can't that argue that, that, that you know, you're, you're not often going to win the turnover well, battle 4 to nothing or 5 to, or 4 to 1 or 5 to 1 you if you want to include Glenn, the Jefferson though, play. And that think it's an interesting question for all Eagles fans. Like, what's a good win then? You know, like, you're right. Like, they forced four turnovers. They scored 34 points. They ran <laughs> DeAndre said 175 yards. What would have been a win well, where you would have left and felt like that's an adequate performance? Like, do they have to win I'm, every game by 20 points? No, they were winning game by 20 points, but here's, here's the little thing that the good teams don't do. That sack that Jalen ran into to get him out of field goal range. That was good bad. Teams, that was bad. Quarterbacks don't, was they don't bad. do that. Uh, first, uh, first try, or uh, the, the pick going in on there. I know it could have been a throwaway, but I don't but really Glenn, think he forced Glenn, the ball you, in that way. But, but real quick, it, it's been two games, both within four days of each other. How you felt about this team coming into the season, are you that concerned that, that what you expected is not what you're going to get after only two games, both in a week? I am. I, I, I may be overreacting two games, you're right, but, I mean, does Jalen feel the same in the pocket as he had last year? It, it looks like he's forced himself out a little early. I think he looks a little slow. Um, I, they get, I get it's only in four games, but I mean, with the receivers that we have in the offensive line, I know they've been playing great. I feel like our passing game should have been at least a little better than what it has been. Yeah, I agree. I think the passing and game call, should, should, we should be better it, than what it was. I just think what's happening with the Eagles right now, and I don't even think it's unfair, is we're so used to them from last year getting up 20-plus points, having it not be close. I mean, that playoff run, they weren't even games in the second half. That's just not normal. Like, that's not what normally happens in the NFL. So I think the Eagles last year maybe spoiled all of us from an extent of, like, what's an impressive win. So many teams in the NFL would, would be thrilled to be 2-0 with the, the quality of wins the Eagles have. From one real one to another, let's go to Ocean City and talk to our guy Chris. Christopher! Yo, what's going on? What up, Chris? How you doing? I'm doing great. Can, can I tell you how crazy it is on campus right now? I oh, yeah. So for now. those who don't know, uh, at, oh, it, right. this is actually really funny, Chris. I actually talked about you last night at this High Hopes event because there was a caller. Shout out to Chad in Downingtown 
who said he's in Glenmore and and he actually wants to change his handle to Glenmore. And I was like, sorry, bro. Like, if you're Chad in Downingtown, you can move to freaking uh, uh, Colorado, Timbuktu, <laughs> yeah. and you're Chad in Downingtown. Chris in Ocean City lives in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, Chris in Ocean City. Hey, buddy. That's right. Yeah, I, I took the dog out this morning. I'm like a, a mile and a half from campus. I already heard the megaphones and people cheering the games. Not wow. like I'm. I'm going to start tailgating at around three. <laughs> they were do you go to the? Do you go to all the games? Like, have you been to one with Dion yet? I haven't. No. Okay. Um, it's just it's 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 weird. Like when you work with students and college. Yeah, athletics, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. But uh, so switching to the birds. Um, I think one of the things that tripped me up is that I had such a, I've spoken about it before, but I had such a childlike enthusiasm coming into this year and, and uh, kind of have that sense of awe about Jalen. But unfortunately, like a child, if I don't get what I want, I'm going to throw a tantrum. Right. And so that's kind of what happened over the last two weeks. And I think what I didn't expect was the OC transition to be so shaky because it's like you have almost the entire offense returning other than uh, Cam Jurgens and, you know, a, a new, new running back rotation. And the fact that Brian Johnson has known Jalen his whole life and he's going to the second year with A.J., I thought that they'd be clicking on all cylinders. So I just wasn't prepared for them to struggle to the, the yeah, degree that they have. It's interesting, Chris, because maybe that's why I leave the Vikings game and feeling good about the win because this is kind of what I expected yeah. to see. Like a slow start, a little ugly, like it's not going to be fun, like – you know, we said after the first game, uh, this is why sequels are never fun. Like, this is, why, <laughs> this is why it's never as fun when you're excited to see a sequel and you're like, oh, this isn't the original. I guess unless it's Home Alone 2, because that was probably better yeah, than the first one. Totally. But, and, and you were trying to tell us all off-season. I, I, just, I just wasn't wasn't. I wasn't to listening either, that. Chris. I didn't want to. I refused it's to. Right, people don't listen to me in general. I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you. But one thing I've been curious about is that it just seems like in the passing game it's taken so long for the plays to develop, and I'm curious where – the quick hitter, like, over-the-middle timing routes have gone because that was such a bread-and-butter last year with A.J. and Goddard. And yeah. they played mad, and it's like, dude, just do some, some mesh concepts. Yeah, even just some, like, quick routes. slants. Huh? Yeah, like, I, Chris, great call, as always. Uh, that's an I, interesting point, you know, and it has – it's felt like in the passing game everything has been harder than it should be, and you wonder why not – like – Throw a couple slants, AJ Brown. Like he's gonna catch him. You're gonna get five to seven yards. Like just what maybe well, breaks one. Like something to. Like I do agree with the the one thing from a play calling perspective. And again, you know, you need to give Brian Johnson time. It has not felt like he has tried to make things easy and just get some easy plays, some easy gains here and there. Other than when they started. So running two home. things. One, and the earlier caller brought this up. I think it's a good point. When the defense is is you know dropping more than you expect or only playing three man fronts, like. That that is that is part of the reason why those middle of the field plays aren't aren't there as quick. But also, I just think we underestimate how hard it is as a team to install something that's like specifically meant to beat that defense in such a short amount of time. Like that's why I do think this Monday night is really or next Monday night is really going to be an indication of, of if they're going to be able to plan something and what their counterpunch is against this style of defense. 215-592-9494. One hour down, one to go. We want to talk to as many Go Birds real ones. I see a few on the line right now. I can't wait to talk to you as many as we can. 215-592-9494 from the beautiful sports book at Parks Casino. It's Go Birds Radio. We'll be right back. When you open the Bet Parks app, you are in the zone. Winning is always a rush, but the money is in the moment. It's the anticipation of another face card, the thrill of an extra spin, and the pure joy of hitting a jackpot. 
It's all your favorite casino games at your fingertips, plus the chance to bet on all your favorite sports. It's the confidence of underdogs covering, the tension before a clutch turnover, and the pride of a parlay paying off. Nothing better than hitting on a parlay. New users, join me right now. Download the Bet Parks app and get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. The only casino and sportsbook app I recommend is the Bet Parks app. The Bet Parks app has it all, all your favorite casino games, including 88 Fortunes, Cleopatra Gold, and much more. New users get up to 1,000 casino bonus back if you're not a winner in the first 24 hours. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Join now and get in the zone. 